You trained as a forensic scientist. I did, yes. When, when I, I left school, um, I left school quite young because it was an awful long time ago that I left school. And um, I went straight to work in the Metropolitan Police Forensic Laboratory. And I think the reason that all that came about was not CSI, because CSI didn't exist then, but there was um, a television program. I was always, I was always scientific, you know, m my head was more in science than it was in art or domestic science, as, as it was called back then, which is cooking. Um, I, was, I always did all the sciences, chemistry, physics, maths and biology and all that. They were my favourite things. And there was um, a series on television called Expert Witness. And the actor playing it was a man called Marius Goring. And, you know, it's a long time ago, but I still remember it really well. And, and he was a forensic scientist. And, and he sort of did the investigation from start to finish, not in the real world at all. Um, but, you know, he went out to the scene and then he brought back whatever he wanted or he brought back the body or whatever. So he did that one man, you know, solved the, every, every criminal problem in the whole world, all, all alone, with no help at all. Anyway, it was fascinating. Um, and so when I was thinking, what do I actually want to do? I knew I wanted to work in a lab of some sort. I thought, oh, actually, I'd like to do that. So fortunately, I applied to the Metropolitan Police, um, had a very scary interview with a board of people, and uh, it got the job. It's not a typical shift from that into, into the fashion world. No. <laughs> how did, how did you end up moving across? It's, I, d I don't think there's any, any sort of strong link, actually, between the two. Um, my, my head was always more of a science head, but I think even a science head, there's an amount of creativity there. Um, because you still have to imagine things, you know, you have to imagine how you get to an answer, for example, and, and find a way to do it. Um, so there wasn't any specific link. It was more to do with a life change. I left before I had my first baby and then had two more over, you know, quite a, quite a long period of time. Um, so by the time I had three children, time had passed and I, I could, didn't feel I could go backwards because to go backwards I'd have to start right at the bottom again and I'm not very good at doing that. Um, I like to move on. Um, so getting into fashion was a very sort of strange route actually and one that wasn't, wasn't specifically planned. I didn't think, oh that's what I want to do, you know, I, I do nails now. I don't know where that came, it certainly didn't come from a plan in my head. It came from a whole series of um, maybe being in the right place at the right time or maybe the wrong place at the right time or <laughs> the right place at the wrong time or something. So um, it, it just sort of, it evolved. It, fashion wasn't in my world back then. Um, it sort of grew into my world um, by an evolution really. When was it that you started doing kind of nails for um, photo shoots and being more directly involved in the, in the fashion world? Um, purely by accident. Again, it was one of these things that wasn't planned. I didn't even know um, such things existed, actually, which sounds incredibly naive, but it was, it was in a, a, an industry that I'd had no, no dealings with whatsoever. Um, and it was just one of those things, one of those evolutions that I'm very glad happened. Um, and what did happen, this was about in 96 or 97, so not quite 10 years after I opened the first salon. Um, and I'd, I'd 
put a lot of different things into those 10 years. And I was quite involved with the professional industry um, and the, the trade association that was going then, long gone. Um, but I was quite involved in that. And I got a call from their office to say that somebody had called um, asking for a nail technician, even if, they, even if they knew what a nail technician was back then. But anyway, somebody that, that could do nails for a photo shoot in a studio and they wanted somebody that could put on longer nails and match colours. So I went along to, um, I thought it was all very dodgy actually. <laughs> I went along to this place in the back streets of Clerkenwell um, to a very strange little building and up some very sort of dodgy steps with something very dodgy going on down in the basement and thought, oh, what on earth am I doing? You know, where am I going? Anyway, had a lovely day in a, in a studio with some really nice people. I put long nails on, I matched some colours, had a really nice time, came away and thought, oh, that was nice, I like that. And they were really nice people. Obviously, I knew, you know, was introduced to them, found out their names, but I didn't know who they were. It was just there was a photographer, there was a, somebody who I learnt was the stylist, um, there was the model, and there were photographic assistants, and that was it. There was no hair and makeup there. And I'm like, oh, that was a nice job, I like that. And so, um, you know, I got home and thought, I wonder who those people were, because they were ever so nice. Um, so I did a little bit of uh, asking around or something. There was no Google then, so I couldn't find it. Anyway, um, the photographer was Nick Knight, and the stylist was Lucinda Chambers. Um, and I thought, oh, that was even nicer than I thought. <laughs> but I'd never been inside a studio, didn't know anything about the fashion industry, about you know, advertising campaigns, nothing. Um, so I had a very nice day. And that was, as I say, 96, 97, um, and I'm still doing it. And still working, obviously, quite a lot with Nick, so. What I would really love to talk about, as you know, is um, the first catwalk show that you created Nails for, which was Alexander McQueen's um, Eclect Dissect Oak Couture Collection for Givenchy um, back in 1997. You did some sort of amazing nails for that show. Um, yeah, I don't know how, actually. When I, when I look back, um, I don't know how. I'd never done a fashion show before, so I didn't know what that, what, what that was really all about. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a number. Um, and it was a bit of a baptism of fire as well, I think. Um, but we did it and, you know, it worked and there were no, no disasters, no catastrophes. But yes, it was Givenchy Haute Couture um, and it was at the, what, what was the place? Um, a cold de Medicare, the medical school. Yes, the medical school, which is old, an old Victorian type building. And um, I remember it well, I haven't got a very good memory, but I'm, I think my memories were further back are better, especially the ones that that had such an emotional impact on me because I was scared to death. Um, but no, I remember that hair and makeup was, was set in, you know those old like, amphitheatre lecture rooms where there's banks and banks of seats that goes down into a pit and then in the bottom of the, like the, where the lecture pit was, was um, a marble slab. <laughs> it was the dissection um, lecture theatre. So I was like, this is wonderful. And I actually was more interested in looking around the building, thinking, wow, I'd have loved to have been here, you know, and, you know, been at, at some of the lectures. But anyway, I had far more important things to do. Um, 
and it yes it was a bit of a baptism of fire it was 50 models and I've still actually I've still got a fax um, that Lee McQueen sketched there was one 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 particular model he wanted something very specific he wanted specific things on some others but there was one very extreme set of nails that he wanted which he sketched very quickly and then it was faxed through to me and I've still got that sketch and he wanted one of the models to wear um, very long but spiral nails but spiraled like that and I don't, I don't know if you know if you've seen any of these weird pictures in the Guinness Book of Records but natural nails if they're allowed to, to just grow they'll actually spiral that way and they'll spiral that way and then they'll they'll spiral sort of down as well so that's that spiral that's how they grow naturally but he wanted them to spiral that way and all 10 so I don't know that anything had ever been done like that before and that was just one of 50 models all the model all the other models had to have something totally different um, and again not not having any experience of it and also you know they were they were paying for me to go over there um, I took one assistant and the two of us, we did all that. And I don't know, I can't imagine how we did it, but we did. You know, we just, just sort of put our head down and just did it, really. And uh, then managed, actually, to, to sneak outside and actually watch the show with all the ravens and, and all the candles and all this amazing gothic dressing that had been done. And, and the models meandered through rooms over all these um, rugs and carpets with candles and um, curtains and swags and, and these ra real ravens as well. They were, oh, it was absolutely amazing. And I was like, oh my, this is what fashion is. I want to be here. I'm having a lovely time. So it was all very, it was all a bit, you know, of a nightmare, but we did it and, uh, and that's it. I'm still doing that as well, so. <laughs> I imagine that it's more satisfying to have someone really push your creativity and your technical wizardry, as it were, to, to the limit, the way that McQueen was with those kind, of, those kind of demands. Do you find doing those sort of theatrical things sort of more satisfying than doing normal nails? Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, normal nails is the sort of day-to-day -day job, isn't it? And then pushing creativity and, and finding a, a way of making things that's that's the icing on the cake isn't it it doesn't come along too often um but yeah absolutely i i i love you know it's the challenge everything i've ever done has always been i do it because of the challenge um but i can be patient and not always have to have the challenge and i can sit quietly and look at a buff nail if i have to <laughs> um but no i love i love the challenge and i actually what there are some shoots that i've done over the years that i've enjoyed so much and they've actually been the ones where it's instant, I've got no time to, to plan anything. It's like, right, we want something really different and we want it, and we want it, and then no one ever knows what they want because no one ever really knows what to do with nails that's different. But it's the, 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 in, the instantaneousness I love as well. And I've done quite a few shoots where I've had to come up with a different idea, you know, like every hour on the hour. It's like, oh, okay, what, right, what do we do now? And my kit is my car. And in my car, there are all manner of weird things that are in there just in case. Um, because I've just discovered that all sorts of things in everyday life, actually, come in hand. Like, 
I've made some nails out of um, doilies, you know, paper doilies that you get in the, you know, in the supermarket. I've made some nails like kabuki nails out of gold, gold doilies and sort of stuck them on. No nails at all, but it's just a bit of paper. But you make the shape and stick them on the finger and then you've all of a sudden got fabulous kabuki nails. Um, there are little sort of funny colour bullion things. Um, like hundreds and thousands that you're using in, but, but sort of silver or gold. Well, I've got some of those, and if you get wet nail varnish and dip the finger, you've got this fabulous sort of 3D encrusted nail that is done in seconds and looks really different. Um, I've got all sorts of, well, I love my silver chains that I use for several, <laughs> several nails in one way or another. Um, I've got like feathers and bits of wool and one time I even had, um, from, an, from a shoot I did where the props guy had to make melted chocolate. He had to make melted dark chocolate, melted milk chocolate and melted white chocolate for this shoot. And, and I thought that's going to come in handy one day. So for years I had a couple of empty water bottles of dark chocolate, white chocolate and <laughs> milk chocolate because I, I thought that would look fabulous if you pour it over the hands and it just drips off the ends of the nail. Never used it actually, <laughs> but you know I can only do what people what people want. But all sorts of funny things. And there was one shoot um, I did with Nick actually, which was a a very strange shoot, a very amazing shoot with Michael Clark and his dancers um, in Gunnersbury Park, the Gunnersbury Park Gents Lose. It was another magazine. Another magazine. I was looking at it the other day. Yes strange day that but then I think I've had lots of strange days on Nick's shoes um, yes it was in the gents and actually there was a, on television there was a room there was a room setting and I saw one of the pictures from this shoot on the wall of the room setting in a in a program on television the other day which is a bit bizarre but for that there were a couple of odd things that I did I think the, the one that was that was a bit sort of strange and bizarre was for one of the girls I made nails that joined together so that she could she had to keep her hands she was a ballet dancer obviously she had to keep her hands in first position the nails were joined together so they just grew into each other and i made them na look natural um and so she was like her hands were tied together via her nails but tied in first position and that was like do something different you know we want something like Ooh, okay, I'll tie her hands together with nails. How do I do that? And you know, with just my car <laughs> to make it, because we, we're going to need it in about an hour. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I did that. That was, that was quite cool. And actually, it, you can't really see them in the picture after all that, which is off in the way, but it's the one where the, one of the girls is lying in a van and she's got her hands above her head. Well, if you look very closely, you'll see that her hands are actually tied together with nails that had grown into each other. But I was standing close by with a pair of scissors because it's actually very claustrophobic. Mm. You can imagine, you're like that and you can't move your hands at all. So I was there with scissors ready to snip them. So yeah, it's great, love it. I love being, I love being pushed like that. <laughs>